Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James. Hey, Jody, what are we going to record tonight? Fuck if I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's because when I texted Jody earlier, hey, you want to record? Um, sure, what? Uh, it's Halloween. Do you have something? Or do you want me to surprise you with something that I know I've mentioned? Surprise me. <laughs> Well, wait, it was more, well, you can surprise me, says Jody, as long as I don't have to have any notes ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess I should be explicit there. And I'm like, no, no, you've, I've mentioned it a few times and you've already got an idea of what you're, yeah, you're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Are you, are you ready for me to tell you? Yes. All right, here we go. The crowd's ready. Step up to the mic to announce it. And it's, Okay. Yeah, so unintentional folk rock songs of the 70s and 80s, and I actually have one from the early 90s too. Oh, cool. So not metal, except for maybe the 91, not 91. And that, that's very iffy, and you'll see why when we talk about it. <laughs> yeah, huh? Uh, but yes, I know we've mentioned this in the folk episodes and, and some of the heavy metal episodes and, <laughs> and in passing several times. I, um, I, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I was, all right. I was, I'll just, no, I, I was going to, I'll just wait till you get to it. Never mind. Okay, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> and, and I'm going to actually have two beers for this particular episode. Awesome. Uh, one of them is a Cedar Black IPA from Scarlet Lane partially because I drank most of it last night and nice. I don't want it going to go waste. Uh, but cedar, of course, being a folky thing, you know, a, a witch's ritual thing. Okay. And the other is Eric Bloodaxe, a Braggot Imperial IPA. So it's a beer mead. That's what we talked about, Braggots, in one of the, those episodes. So son of a, a mead with beer grains and, and hops. And it's uh, from Scarlet Lane Brewing, which is where our main sort of image for the group uh for our podcast is is from yeah and it's it's not an all the time release it only comes out every once in a while so i ran up there today after some hiking and had one and got a six pack and i thought ooh, uh brag it that would be perfect for folk things too and yeah, yeah and, I, and i had this one in mind because then on the way home after having uh mead uh they they played one of the songs that i've been thinking about <laughs> for this episode i'm like screw it so got to red light hey jody want to record later <laughs> nice it's <laughs> like sure what and i gave him the three choices i'm like come on be lazy be lazy yes he's lazy <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because i don't um have notes ready for the others <laughs> right it's, I, just, I just watched the big bang theory episode where penny does really well with sheldon because she reads a book on kids oh yeah <laughs> you always give them a choice but you give the choice that you know you want as sort of <laughs> so, I'm like huh how can I do this with Jody ooh ooh I know <laughs> hey wait a second <laughs> no, if, if I had a problem with that <laughs> I obviously don't uh, oh crap alright so how how would you, I've got a list, so I'll, I'll preface this by saying these are unintentional okay. folk songs. I'm fairly certain that none of these were written because, with maybe an exception, because the band were thinking, hey, this this is kind of like a folk rock thing, and no, I, I don't think so. 
we could talk about, for example, Styx's, because I listened to them earlier too, uh-huh. Grove of, I always mispronounce it, Eglantine. That's, from, that's, that's how I pronounce it. Okay. And I even listened to it earlier. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they sing it like I thought it should be pronounced. Yeah. But from their wooden nickel, you know, like their earliest, earliest recordings. I just, just, just for the record, uh, <laughs> the original record label that the band Sticks was on was Wooden Nickel. So, but anyway, I'm not going to count that because I'm not positive Dennis DeYoung, with him and all of his weird background and what he loves to do, that it was totally unintentional. Yeah, that's, that could be. You know, he's he's got some weird things that he was inspired by. So, you know, yeah. Not saying you shouldn't go. And of course, Witch Wolf from the same album, I'm not going to count because even though the lyrics have to do with like werewolf or whatever, uh-huh. the, the the whole layout is JY and it's a, a rocker all the way through. I say JY never did anything folky. <laughs> no. So another aspect of these in my eyes, and this this is just me. This is not a academic thing, although I do use some academic vocabulary in a few spots. It, it has to have a folk feel to it also that it's got to be something it can't just be you know a song about fairies and witches and werewolves but it's you know no it's yeah so the metallica song of wolf and man would not not in this now we could talk about metal songs that are folkish <laughs> and not folk metal which we talked about because <laughs> there are like uh halloween's keeper of the seven keys you know is, yeah. is, is, is the hero's journey through the underworld yeah but that does not have a folk feel because it's a metal song <laughs> okay anyway so you see what i'm sorry i had to have a yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes so that's what i'm getting at so i have a question for jody i will let you decide how you'd like me to do these would you like me to go in chronological order backwards chronological order or my least favorite to favorite or favorite to least favorite Knowing that I actually like all these, so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do that very well. <laughs> Chronological's easy, so okay. So is your ex. Yeah, that's beside the point. Yeah, did you like that? I changed it up from your mom because you know yeah. I kind of felt bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in order here would be 1973, and this this one will be the one that's iffy at all. Okay. So if you think this has a folk feel to it, even though it, it wasn't intended that way, then we're set with the rest of them. 1973, REO Speedwagon, Riding the Storm Out. Hmm. It's got a bit of a minor keenness to it. Okay. Talks yeah. about the full moon rising in the sky, and it's got the mountains. And I know, I know what it's about. It's about them being yeah. stuck in a storm. And that is a full, like the elements Adverse yeah. weather, traveling, that is a folk element. Yeah, I can see that. You know, it's, 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 not, it's not one of the, the top, top types of folk songs, but it is a definite motif. Okay. It's a great song. I, I, I like it. Yeah. I don't think until today I realized it was as old as 73, honestly. I don't know why I thought it was a really late 70s or even early 80s. I knew it was 70s. I didn't. I guess I wasn't really thinking 73. I just, I, I know the live version, which was like 75 or 76. I know it was more well-known than the studio. It was huge. Yeah. All right. And of course, Jody has songs 
that he may interject in here because I know he's thought about this a little bit, especially when I get to my last one, because I posted about the last one a few times. He's like, well, what about this one? And I'm like, well, that's a good one too. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so we're going to go to, there are two of them in Uh 77. So I'm going to do the first, the first one first. (laughs) I've not even been drinking. That meat I had was like seven hours ago. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to do the one I mentioned that could be intentional because I'm not sure. Okay. And that is because it is 1977's Hotel California by Eagles. Yes. I mean, definitely folkish, supernatural, got the tentacle thing that they're trying to kill and can't, you can't escape. I mean, it's American type of thing because it's out in the desert in California. Uh-huh. Definitely folkish. I'm just not entirely sure those dudes without that, with that Southern cowboy, Southern cowboy, with that <laughs> California cowboy, <laughs> music thing they had going on that they didn't kind of have and all the LSD they took, you know, some sort of folk thing going on. Um, it would make sense. Definitely won't disagree. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's actually a metaphor for. I think it's just a metaphor for Los Angeles in general or, or the entertainment industry in general. Well, because you're bringing it up. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Keep in mind, I did not look up background on any of these. These are songs when I hear them, I'm like, oh, you know. Yeah. So Glenn Fry said that originally we decided to create something strange just to see if we could do it. And they're trying to mimic the imagery of the 1965 novel, The Magus by John Fowles, about a man in an unfamiliar rural setting who's unsure about what he is experiencing. Uh Now, and Don Henley did say that it can range all sorts of experiences from innocence to whatever, a sociopathic statement, and, and it's a symbolic piece about America in general, but he talks about the classic themes of conflict, dark and light, good and evil, youth and age, spiritual versus secular, yeah. loss of innocence. So, nah, that, damn. Woo! Now, that does kind of kill my unintentional part. <laughs> 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 but, it, but it is definitely a folk song now and meant to be. Yeah. And later, Henley did say it's their interpretation of the high life in Los Angeles also. Mm-hmm. So there are some other things, but it started off with that hippie, weird, surreal yeah. stuff. And then... See, it's... it's it's. Um, I always took that one as more metaphor for, like, L.A. I, I mean, you know, not when I was a kid and first started hearing it. And as I grew up, it wasn't until I actually saw comments like you know, what you just said, Henley said, that I, you know, came to understand more of what, what it was a metaphor about. But it's like Hotel California was the metaphor and life in the fast lane was not even bothering to be a metaphor. <laughs> That's the club that killed the baby seal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do know that uh, Henley always got irritated when people talked about the uh, Captain Bring Me My Wine Spirits in 69 thing. Uh huh. Because he talked about knowing alcohol well enough that I know what it is. It's a. And I think he used the term metaphor. I think that's your use of that term is what clicked this. It's that uh-huh. is, you're missing the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know, I hadn't I hadn't really thought about that, but I now I understand that metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> that line makes a lot more mm-hmm. sense now. <laughs> and I, I always took it a couple ways as spirit. Well, I took it three because when you're a kid. Like, you don't know that wine's not an alcoholic spirit. You, you don't know that. Yeah. And then as you age, you re- realize, yeah. It's, but I also took it as spirit, as in go go get Like, you know, we can accomplish something. Yeah. 
but I also pictured it as a ghost. Uh, yeah. The spirit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, 1969, I, 69 was not the summer love, was it? Or was that 68 or 67? 69 was Woodstock. So 69 was like the last big hurrah for the hippie movement. Yeah, I'm looking through my notes because I've actually got some notes on the summer of love and stuff. And it was 67. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking it was actually 67. But, but yeah, 69 was like the last hurrah for the hippies. And, you know, well, we haven't had that spirit here since 1969. That's, <laughs> that's, that's very, very spot on. Eight years later, you can see that in the back rearview mirror going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. See, this is why you listen to us. We start with something stupid yeah. and then we get deep and then we get stupid again. But, you know. <laughs> homeostasis <laughs> we, 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 we return to our natural <laughs> big fans of homeostasis <laughs> hey you know what's better than a metaphor uh what's that a metaphive ah! animal boom boom choo <laughs> <laughs> all right I, i'm ready to move on now well you know what oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, well, uh, you, you had another one you I was going to say, you had another one for that year, didn't you? I do. I, and I was just going to say something about Hotel California and Cthulhu. Oh, okay. So I think we should move on to the other one in 77. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, Kansas, by the way, I think is one of the most underappreciated bands of that era. I, 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 love... will, I will not disagree with you. I will not get on my high horse, soapbox, whatever, and go on my rant about Kansas. I will leave that for another time. I think you've actually done that rant, but, but I also think you weren't prepared to give it. So I cut most of it out cause you rambled. <laughs> so, so I will. So we'll, we'll, we'll I, off on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, I'll be a very talented band. Um, I, it, I have enjoyed their music. I'm not sure where I should put this in with the, the folk song, sort of motif type of thing. Demons guard the gates, point of no return. You can't go mm -hmm. back. It's not even so much a hero's journey so much as, I don't know. So here, I'll give you, I'll give you why I think it's a folk song. And okay. then, then you can destroy that because it's cool. Because, you know, whatever. Came out in 77, so I would have been five years old. Uh-huh. So I would have actually started to know it fairly well, you know, by the time I'm seven, eight, nine. It would have been one of the big songs I would have heard quite a bit on the radio all the way as soon as I started listening to music uh, up, up until where classic rock stations began to suck. Cause they played the same 10 bands over and over and over. I'm looking at <laughs> And all I uh, that's, a, was, that's another rant I won't get into. <laughs> <laughs> so, so whenever I hear the song, I go back to my childhood thoughts of it's a ship, a big old clipper ship with the big sails and everything going through the seas and fighting monsters. And they get to these big gates where demons guard it and, they're going to have this big battle and it's almost like a D and D thing to me, but it brings up that imagery of supernatural creatures, which is a folk music yeah. thing and journey journeys, not journey, the band, but you know, journey, that's another thing. And, and, and war, I mean, war and anti-war, both folk things, but back in the day, war would have been the thing, not anti-war so much. And, and, and that's, that's why I put it on my list. And, and you're you're talking about the song "Point of No Return." The song, not the album, but the song, which the of song. course, "No Return." Also, there's an intellectual statement of 
the person going from innocence to experience because no is actually spelled like you know something k-n-o-w true yes yeah i forgot about that but yeah you're right yeah i guess i've never really paid much i i I mean i've i've listened to the song i like the song i guess i've never really paid much attention to the lyrics (laughs) (laughs) i would have um i i actually i would have thought more carry on wayward son would have been more but but as soon as you said kansas dust in the wind was what popped into my head you know what i listened to that is a song uh, because i mentioned i was listening to sticks i actually had also put on some kansas and okay. all three of these songs that we just mentioned because i kind of just did a, a kansas whatever because i got to red light and yeah. i quickly found kansas and i just hit play on spotify i i thought of both of those too i really did dust in the wind is sort of like a a death psychopompic mm-hmm. thing and and that would totally fit and I, I love it i actually knew how to play that at one time really well thank, thanks to our guitar teacher that we both had oh yeah joe and carry on my wayward son i didn't think i think fits the least out of the three but it's a travel yeah going on and perseverance you know I, I think all three of them i just picked this one because of its imagery as a kid but you're right i i think any of the three would would work well yeah point of no return and carry on wayward son i well as carry on wayward son i did remember from the 70s but dust in the wind was the first one that i remember hearing carry on wayward son prior to that but i would say point of no return i probably didn't hear until high school when i started listening to wzzq a good classic rock station yes <clears throat> that's no longer around bastards yeah fuck you ed zeppelin Oh, jeez. forgot about that fucker. Yeah. Well, that'd be a different rant that would very much be for very few people. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Any of those? Uh, yeah. And, by the way, that, that that is how Bill and Ted got Socrates to go with them. <laughs> Dude, all we are is dust, dust in, in the, the wind. wind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you ready to move on? Uh, always. <laughs> to shut you <laughs> up. <laughs> right. this, this next one, you fucker, is from 1978 and is the reason why I have this idea for this episode. And it is the song I heard before I listened to some Kansas and a bit of Sticks and some other things. And that is 1978's Journey, their song, Wheel in the Sky. Ooh. See, a few minutes ago when you mentioned Journey, the first song popped into my head was Wheel in the Sky. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's about continuance of the seasons and of life. The Wheel in the Sky yeah. keeps on moving. That's it. Yeah. It's seasonal. It, it is very folk related and just things keep going. You get spring, summer, fall, winter. Spring it just keeps on going. Yeah. So it wasn't the first Journey song that I knew. I actually don't think I heard that song until I was a teenager. Or about the time I turned a teenager, I, I was I was in Germany the first time I heard it. So it was like 1986, and I was like, "Wow, that's a really awesome fucking song." <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I hadn't, I mean, you know, I knew other Journey songs and and I, I had liked them, but I heard that one, and I was like, "Damn, that's a really cool song." Oh, so it may be my favorite Journey song. Yeah, the first Journey song that really clicked with me that I would know it's actually Journey because at the, you know, we all talked mm-hmm. about it was because of Caddyshack when Al clicks on the radio. So, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dance any way you want it. That's 
<laughs> yeah. I'm ready to move on if you are. Okay. Moving on to 81, although technically we're moving on to 81, but we're also jumping back to 73, which would have made it the second song in the list, except uh, I, I've never listened to Lawrence Hudd's version of this. I only know the April Wine 1981 song, Sign of the Gypsy Queen. Oh, okay. See, I, I, that one I'm not familiar with, but I know you are an April Wine fan. I loves me some Canadian band April Wine. Yes, quite good. Awesome. Yep, and Sign of the Gypsy Queen is on my Halloween playlist also. So, oh, you know, cool. Gets a lot of playtime here. It's really neat. Just, I'm going to have to check that one out. Uh, the, the song title kind of explains the whole song. Mm-hmm. Tells you to beware, watch out, you know, Gypsy Queen. Yeah. Now, how PC or not PC that may be, when it was written in 73, I don't think anybody's going to write Sign of the Romani Queen. Uh, probably not. I'm not sure anybody would write that now, but that, that you know. So we, we understand, but it's a kick-ass song. Cool. Is it good? It's good. I will uh, have to check that one out. You should, but you've been saying that since I've been talking about it for a couple of years. So, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath. That's true. <laughs> Here we go. I see how it is. <laughs> fair enough. Ooh, speaking of fair, Ooh, well, my uh, next song, 1982. <laughs> is... Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. April Wine. Sign of the Gypsy Queen. Sign of the Gypsy Queen. Okay. I'm writing it down. And I will check it out after we get done recording. That sounds good. And I will okay. check out the cheap trick song you told me about two days ago that I keep forgetting to. <laughs> Up the creek. That's it. As you <laughs> said a second ago, that's fair. That fits perfectly with 1982's Chris DeBerg. And I, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that right. Yes. Can I say it? Can I say it? Absolutely. Don't pay the ferryman. Don't pay the ferryman. Don't it's, even it's, fix a price. <laughs> it's about the only song of his I've heard that I've actually liked. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind. Um, so, woman in red, lady in red, lady in lady red. Lady in red. Yeah. It's an it's an okay song. It's just not my. Uh, uh, let me rephrase that. I like Lady in Red. It is a very well done song. It's well written, well performed. Just not my type of thing. Don't pay the ferryman. I actually have a copy of that. I mean, I actually went out and bought it. I have not, but it is on my Halloween playlist for every year. Yeah, yeah. So it's, oh, it's a great song. This one could be intentional, except I tried to find any, I, I okay. Earlier I said I didn't look anything up. I lied because of this one. <laughs> I looked this one up. So, you know, you, you have a story and you want to just make it through the podcast episodes. You're like, I, I don't want to go into this, but I did. And I could find no interviews about it, anything. I have no idea if he meant this to be. Uh, whatever or if you just had this kick-ass idea of it, it it's got some minor key in there it's mm-hmm. got voices you know like the old grecian chorus yeah you know, yelling at him and yeah and i have a question for you okay it took me several times of listening to this uh-huh and the first several times i listened i'm like wow like he's on an adventure right? you know i'm thinking D and to get from his place of safety to the place of adventure he has to pay a ferryman to go and then after a while that line I've spent a lifetime preparing for the uh-huh. journey is the person singing dead. You know, I never thought about it, but that's a very good possibility. Cause I mean, clearly that's sounds like it's Caron crossing the river. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's, I was trying to think, cause I've heard so many different pronunciations of that name. Well, it's Greek. So I'm assuming 
it, it's a not a chuh sound, but it yeah, could be. You know, yeah. I've Caron uh, is is usually the way I hear it pronounced, not Karen. <laughs> no, no, no. We <laughs> he, he doesn't complain to the manager. Love the song. Yeah, it's been a lifetime. Well, they literally. There's my lifetime. I'm dead now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I, and I remember because I, I remember when that song came out, and it was it was eerie. You know, yeah. and and I was a little afraid of it as a kid, because what you say that came out in eighty two. Eighty two. Yeah. So I would have turned nine that year. I was. Yeah. It was. It was for a nine year old. It was a little spooky, and and the I remember the music video was a little spooky. Yeah. But it. it yeah. You know, obviously, as I grew up and actually started to enjoy some of the darker stuff, I, <laughs> I've, I have come to really appreciate that song. It is a great song. I mean, it's it's eighties. It's it's synth pop almost, but it's a dark yeah. synth pop because it's got it uses the keyboards, but the keyboard use gives it a creepy, yes, horror vibe and and those voices out of nowhere, you know, telling him mm-hmm. to not pay him yet. Not you know, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming those are the voices that paid too soon and mm-hmm. got screwed. And now they're disembodied yeah. voices and didn't make it to the other world in the appropriate way. Right. Our friend Sam actually mm-hmm. recommended, I, I had forgotten all about it. And a few years ago, I think it's close to Halloween. I might've talked about my play. I don't know, but he, he knew, Hey, uh, do you know this song? And I'm like, I don't know. And I like, Oh hell yeah. It's a kick-ass song. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Over the years, I kind of, it would kind of you know, float in and out of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I'm like you, yeah. It's definitely on my my Halloween playlist. I do know it was a fairly. It might have been his biggest U.S. hit. I think it been, was. Or they could have been Lady in Red. I I have looked this up, not for this episode, yeah. but just in the past because of because the kickass song. It's a kickass song. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I would say those were his two biggest U.S. hits. So I am done, except for the one in the early '90s. When you first mentioned that there was one from the early 90s, I kind of thought I knew what it might be. And then you started kind of talking about these other songs. And I'm like, I might be wrong. <laughs> but you, you might be, but you might be right. You may be wrong. You may be. Oh, wait. That's, just, that's Billy Joel. That's Billy Joel and that's, yeah, yeah, you did. You did. You did. Horribly. Horribly. Well, on my behalf, I'm getting a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so should I tell you what I thought it was going to be, and then you can tell me if I'm right You'd or wrong? wrong? For all I know, but you may be right. See, I can get it. I just have to think about it for a second. <laughs> now, fuck off, and yes, you you can take a wild stab. So I was going to say, Talking Seattle Grunge Rock Blues. No. By Todd Snyder, but apparently that's not going to be it. <laughs> that is not it. I Actually, there's this whole – okay, so I, I also – there's another whole person – because half of a person usually doesn't release songs. <laughs> nope. <laughs> for Kanye West. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, okay, so for example, Nick Cave. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many of his things, but I think a lot of his stuff could be kind of intentional. And Tom Snyder is kind of out there. And yeah. I, I'm not, you know, these are supposed to be unintentional folk rock songs. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure people like Tom Snyder, Nick Cave, Dennis DeYoung how unintentional it would be and how it would be right even if they don't want it to come across as folk that mm-hmm. still could have inspired them a lot more than some of these other people we're talking about although i after you talk about this one from the 90s i, I may have a stick song that could have fit so this one and this is where i said not metal except for kind of this one 
Uh-huh. It depends on where you put glam hair metal. Hmm. Because it depends on the band. Do what? I said it depends on the band. All right. How about the band Warrant? <sighs> I'd say I'd put them more hard rock than metal. And then we're still good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, okay. For, so for the most part, a glam metal band, I'm going to, they're at least going to be hard rock to me. I, I would not put them as mainstream rock. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, their vocalization and guitar work and everything generally leads more to a metal feel. So at yeah. least hard rock, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. A pop rock. Right. Anyway, you want to take a, a stab? <laughs> See another hint. I'm using the same word stab. Oh. Stab him, stab him. You want to guess the song? Warrant? Yep. Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yeah. Which I think, now I'll be honest, I've not listened to their Dog Eat Dog album often. Like it, hardly at all. Because by then I was kind of done with some of that. I I have that album and I think I've listened to it maybe twice. Yeah. But from you know what I understand, it's their heaviest it, I will say it was, <laughs> but uh, but their Uncle Tom's Cabin from Cherry Pie, yeah. I think is their best song they have ever put out. Anyway, I won't disagree. But it's a murder song. It's a murder ballad. It is the most, yes. most folk as far as hair metal bands go. This is the folk folkiest damn song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, you can't have a more murdery ballad hair metal song than uncle tom's cabin no no and um i i know you're gonna remember you and i got to hear that song before it actually was released we did yes, because we did. they were they were on tour with motley crew when motley crew was touring for dr feelgood and uh we both saw them in indianapolis that year but uncle tom's cabin was a big hit for them it was still a pretty good hit it was, yeah, still did it really was. Well. uncle tom's cabin Deep, musically deep, lyrically deep. Yes. I mean, damn. Who are we going to tell? We can't tell anybody. We'll be dead too. It's, it's a murder ballad. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, and and yes, you used the correct form of the word ballad. <laughs> See, it's uh-huh. a song that tells a story. Yeah, we talked about that in the recent episode too, didn't we? Yes. Yes, we did. I think we did. <laughs> we we did. Yeah. I can't remember which episode. I want to say the folk metal, but I'm not positive. <laughs> well, it was either folk metal or one of the Led Zeppelin three. Ooh, you could be right. Okay, Billy Joel. You could be wrong for all I know. You may be crazy. <laughs> 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 what do you say, bats? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before I start talking about how Mark Hamill is the best Joker, I yes. mean, Uncle Tom's cabin, a couple guys fishing, they see the sheriff, deputy, come and dump a body into a, the wishing well, the bottomless part of the swamp. I mean, come on, that's there's banjo in it, and which I think wasn't even, play, it might have been played by Janie Lane's brother, if I remember correctly, <laughs> or some <laughs> some weird thing, like some of that, some of it wasn't played by the, the main warrant musicians, the, the guys in the band. And I do remember, and this is where I thought maybe you'd have something, because uh-huh. I know I posted, because I made that, you know, the, the meme of the guy sitting at the little folding table in a chair, and it's like, this, this, this convinced me otherwise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually cropped a picture of me and put it there, and it said, Uncle Tom's Cabin is the best hair metal murder ballad song ever convinced me otherwise. <laughs> and and uh, you didn't disagree, but you did come up with a different song that you thought was good also. I don't remember what it is. 
I do you expect me to? I just, I just remember you arguing with me because that's that's how you do it. <laughs> um, it's, it's now been a few months, so I'm not going back oh, to find it. Oh yeah, I'm not. I I uh, wish I remembered because now I don't. That's <laughs> okay. Well, I think the band you chose was also more metal, like mainstream, like what oh, we would okay. consider metal, so not as glam. Yeah. So it might not fit here. Um, maybe one of us will think about it. I, I have nothing else on Uncle Tom's Cabin. Okay. So if you want to talk more about it or talk about the Sticks song. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Sticks song I was thinking of was uh, Boat on the River. Ah. Yeah. And it's, it actually has a folky, folksy feel to it musically. That's kind of what it's about is kind of being on a boat on the river, going down the river kind of thing, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> Stuff stuff and things, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, I could, I could see that. Yeah. Um, that's one of Tommy Shaw's songs. And and actually, you know, because you talked about um, one of J.Y.'s songs earlier that, you know, lyrically maybe could have been, but definitely was just a straight-up rocker. J.Y. didn't write anything but straight-up rockers, if I remember correctly. That, that, that is quite true. J.Y. Yeah. knew what he wanted. And, and Yeah. And that's that's James Young, for those of you who've never listened to Sticks. Um, <laughs> they, they just say he's, he's always referred to as J.Y. Tommy was the one who would go off into more of a acoustic folksy kind of direction. Um, although Dennis was not, Dennis DeYoung was not um, adverse to doing that. Tommy Shaw was usually the one who would. I, I found my meme and I have your thing and I have some other things. Okay. What it says is Warren's Uncle Tom's Cabin is the best glam metal murder ballad. Changed my mind. Now I did have somebody actually say, is Nick Cave not glam? <laughs> Which was hilarious. <laughs> somebody brought up are we not going to mention poison but they could not explain what poison song is a murder ballad so i think there is they, no poison song that's a murder ballad. and there's not i think he's just conflating poison being cool as warrant uh oh i think i know i, I think i remember who said that yeah it's fine it's cool we, yeah I, yeah yeah one of your exes said hands down my favorite warrant song Melissa. Oh, i know i know yeah I, was, I know who that was that's okay we can say first name <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, well, in that case, in that case, the other one was Matt, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, yes, it was. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, one of my friends actually said he'd have to go with Quicksand Jesus by Skid Row or What You Give by Tesla, but I don't consider them. Neither of those murder are ballads. murder ballads. No, they they kind of missed. The, whoever said that missed the point of murder, in, right? In that phrase. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. And they're good, good songs. Love oh yeah, great Quicksand songs. Jesus and What You Give, but not mm-hmm. murder. Now your reply was you said you can't argue with that and then okay. said although motley Cruz, you're all i need come close <laughs> yeah, yeah. as soon as you said motley Cruz, i do what i said <laughs> <laughs> and and you and what i said was another good one and i will say it here on the record i cannot argue with that i i wouldn't say it's the best i'm still gonna go with uncle tom's cabin but i, I will I, say that is up there <laughs> i i will um I'm going to agree with you that Uncle Tom's Cabin is the better of the two. <laughs> or a specific murder ballad song. And actually, yeah. I, I like it. Amazingly, I like that Warren song better than that Motley Crue song. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah, because You're All I Need caused a lot of controversy. <laughs> because it's one, one, You're All I Need was based on a true story. And <laughs> um, MTV banned the video. There are some scenes in the video that play out the song that play out the lyrics in the song. Um, it's intercut with, if I remember right, shots of 
news reporters, you know, sitting at the news desk and, and like they're reading the story of what happened, shots of uh, head, newspaper headlines and stuff like that. I think that kind of stuff's all interspersed throughout it. But MTV wouldn't play it because uh, they considered it too violent because it's a song about a guy who murders his girlfriend. I don't know if I would put it up there as the best murder ballad thing because to me, it doesn't have that folkish murder ballad feel. Oh, no, no, it so, does not. I, I will, I will definitely agree with that too. It does not have that folkish feel to it. But but it's a hell of a good glam metal murder song. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, there's not many of those. <laughs> that not as many as you would think, considering. Yeah, no, well, it's it's glam. They didn't go the whole dark side yeah. route, you know. Yeah, this isn't true Norwegian black metal we're talking about. <laughs> Or even fucking Wabam. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was listening to Witchfinder General earlier today. Ah, uh, have some good stuff. Yeah, and uh, uh, what was, uh, what's the song? Um, Love on Smack. I think it's... we're gonna have to do a crossover episode because we talked about the Witchfinder General folk horror movie, like, yeah. in our first ever Halloween art thing, like two years ago, but I hadn't watched it yet. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to find it, and right. I have to watch it, and we'll have to do a crossover episode on the movie and the band, and the, and the band, and, and the actual historical, real Witchfinder General. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, that that's what I have. That's all you have for this particular episode. Oh, okay. Now I have notes to do a folk horror music episode, which were you know Nick Cave and some of those things we'll go into, and things that you may think. So if you're wondering, well, James, what about this? Could be, could have fit here, or could fit better in the folk horror. Or you yeah. could still be right, it'll fit better here, and we're still going to do it in the folk horror. <laughs> but if you have songs that you think are 60s, 70s, like uh, Donovan's Season of the Witch, love that yeah. song. It's on my Halloween I playlist. But I think but it's more intentionally folkish. I, I am going to say, if it was done in the 60s, it was more than likely intentional. Right. So see, but if you know a 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s song that you think is a folk rock, even glam metal song that's not intentionally folk, but it is, let us know. Yeah. And tell your friends about us. Yeah. Tell your friends. <laughs> Review us on iTunes or give us a, a follow on Spotify or, or share us on Facebook or, or Twitter. You know, come and buy us a beer and take a picture and put it on Snapchat. You know, it's all good. Yeah. You said it perfectly one time. Wherever fine podcasts are found or whatever the crap. <laughs> do you have anything to add, my good sir? I I do not. I, I've already added mine. Very well. This. Cool. In that case, go listen to some gird. Some gird? Some of my gird. Some of my gird. William Murderface. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah. Before that tangent, I'm James. <laughs> I'm Jody. And we will speak to you all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Penis. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's our contribution to Cherry Pie. Oh, okay. Just like your ex. No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Always like that. <laughs> uh, you know what? You like what you like. Sorry, it's finishing off my cedar. I'm going to pop the top on my Eric Blood Axe.
Thank goodness I went hiking earlier so I can afford all these calories. <laughs> Where are we at? <laughs> Uh, um, April wine. Okay, but I I, th I think I finished like that's I think all I really had to talk about. It's a kick-ass song. Have a Halloween. Yeah, it's good. You know, what's better than defecate? Defenine. You know, I don't know. Something. <laughs> Listen, you and your prebusters. <laughs> that is the correct term, assholes out there. <laughs> if I was gonna be, you know, gonna be rude, I'd say pubesters. <laughs> <laughs> See, just a little bit of thought, and you can even throw in pubes with the shit humor. Request. <laughs> Strange Man, we, kind of woman. You brought up your ex a lot this episode. Hey, now. <laughs>